Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. This, this finding the one happens at so many levels and it happens at a deeply unconscious level as well as a conscious level. And there's people who come to workshops and unless it's the one sitting in front of them, they can't allow themselves their full expression. I'm, again, it's not conscious. It's like, is this the person that can hold presence for me? Is this the person that can express fully? Is this the person who is going to enchant me? Whatever it is. So yesterday was an exploration of the one that you are looking for is you. And if the one that you are looking for is you, then whoever you're sitting before is, is really irrelevant to your expression. If you trust yourself and your expression. So often we rely on someone else to give us the presence that we need. Or we rely on someone else to be vibrant in the body. And as I said yesterday, what's typical is for men to be drawn to, if they're polarised in their masculine energy, someone, a woman who's very alive in her emotional body. But if, if that man doesn't allow his feminine a lot of expression, what's going to end up happening is that that woman is not only expressing her own body, but she's going to be expressing what he's suppressing, which is exhausting. And... If the woman can't hold presence, that man is going to have to expand his energy out to hold presence for her. And that's going to get exhausting. So everyone's exhausted. And that's, that's the codependent dynamic. So part of shifting that is to release the self-protective mechanisms within us that project onto someone else our presence and our aliveness. I can only feel fully alive with someone who's fully alive. I can only be completely present with someone who's completely present or I can only feel fully alive with someone who's completely present and vice versa. So again, the focus is on the external. So to really be, to really source your own pleasure, source your own aliveness, source your own presence, all the person is that you're meeting is, is a reflection. Is a reflection of different parts of you, a reflection of your own divinity. And in that space of being able to be fully present with yourself and allow your emotions, then you can have healthy boundaries. So a lot of people are like, if I can't, trust the person in front of me. Again, that's not always the conscious thought. But if I can't trust them, then I can't fully surrender. Or if I can't trust the space around me, or whatever it is, it has nothing to do with it. You are your own container. And, and perhaps when you're sitting in front of someone, they bring stuff up in you. And you don't have to work out what that is. Whoever you were partnered with, is perfect. Whoever is sitting before you in any given moment in life is your greatest teacher. And whatever they're bringing up in you, you don't have to analyse it. 
You don't have to now go because you've been to this workshop, oh, they've been being my daddy a babe, because that'll just head fuck you and take you out of your body. It's like whatever is ignited in me when this person is in front of me, whatever is ignited in me when I find myself in this space, can I be fully present to that and bring that healthy father into my own being? And can I fully express that and bring that healthy mother who loves every part of me unconditionally? into my being and can I actually trust that when I'm vibrating in my full authenticity that that's exactly what the flow of the universe is inviting, what this person is inviting, what a space is inviting. So any part of you that holds yourself back in this room or with anyone because you're worried you might hurt them, you're worried they won't be able to hold the space. You're worried that they're not the one, actually. It's very easy when you're sitting in front of someone who there's an there's a ease of attraction with and a resonance with to fully express because actually, usually, that person is in polarity with you, right? And there's, polarity is beautiful and it's something that's needed, but it's even more beautiful when it's a choice. So yesterday when I was talking about bringing your own feminine and masculine energy in, when you're with someone and you're dating or you're getting to know someone, yes, you want to be able to feel that polarity for chemistry to be fully ignited. But chemistry doesn't have to be fully ignited today. You're not dating this person. You're not wondering if they're the one. You're using the opportunity to have someone bear witness to themselves and bear witness to you. You're having the opportunity to see someone in their full emotional aliveness, for you to be in your full emotional aliveness and be in the mystery of what's there when that's happening. You may be surprised. Maybe there's a connection with them that you didn't know about. Before I was with my current partner, all of the connections came like lightning and it was like And they were all people who were really men who were really polarised in the esoteric traditions and in the mystical traditions. And that's what my nervous system was most familiar with because that's my father, right? But I didn't own that energy in me. I kept polarising it and wanting an excuse because I didn't let her, didn't let my feminine express outside of relationship. The only time she could express is when she was met with the safety of the father who could go into mystical spaces. But by the time I met Aaron, I was holding that for myself and I was allowing my own full expression every day. So it was just wholeness, not, I'm not saying I'm perfect and completely whole, but a relative level of wholeness in my own body that had become integrated. And then Aaron had been doing his own work within a union that when we met, I was like, ah, oh. and I just saw him as a friend and I would just be in my authenticity as we connected. There's, there was no sexual attraction. There was no lightning because often the lightning is when it, there's something missing in you that that person has, right? And, and I've noticed I don't really experience lightning anymore because nothing's missing. So what authenticity is meeting authenticity and then it's asking the question, if I fully open and allow what's, what's here, then what is this connection? And you discover that connection. So what Aaron's really taught me, and 
you know, I've gone through kind of my Tantra teachers with Aaron, what I've learned is that the love that's possible when authenticity meets authenticity is so consistent. There's no push and pull. There's just this consistent love that arrives when two people know how to allow their own authenticity and as a result of that, someone, else, someone else's authenticity. So you don't have to do anything you don't want to do in this partnership. You know, whatever I'm guiding, feel your yes, feel your no, but just be fully alive where you are. And the exercise I'm going to guide to begin with is just complete presence and aliveness through both of your bodies. And the encouragement is to really, to really go there and feel what it's like because the initial meeting with someone really changes when you allow presence and aliveness to be there. So Shane, can you come next to me? So I don't, I don't know what the connection is here. I don't know if there's a sexual connection. I don't know what the heart connection is going to feel like. I don't know what the cosmic connection is going to feel like. So I'm, I'm in the inquiry, not from the space of, oh, what do I need to give him? What am I going to get from him? What's his energy doing? Do I feel safe with him? Do I feel safe in this room? It's really about when I create enough safety for myself to be fully authentic, what arrives in this connection? So all we're both going to do is we're just going to breathe and allow whatever contraction and expansion is flowing through the body to be fully expressed when it's held in presence. So you'd be very present to each other and you'd be very present to yourself and allow aliveness. That's all you need to do. Be in the unknown. Give yourself freedom. If I was thinking, what's he going to think if I do this? Can he hold this? What's going on in there? Oh, is he the one? We're unconsciously wanting to avoid pain. What if, what if something's happening here that makes me feel my pain? And we're unconsciously trying to avoid our pleasure. Because the amount you avoid your pain is the amount you avoid your pleasure. So I'm like, okay, what's here? What's here when we connect? I don't give a fuck if it's pleasure or pain. Right? <laughs> because I'm not ashamed of any of them. So everybody just, any shame you feel around pleasure or pain, just shake it out. Shake it out, shake it out. And maybe, when I started being an animal and sniffing him, <laughs> that, that was something that wasn't resonating with him and he could have just gone, right? And not been attached to whether that brings me pain or pleasure. So it's not just about letting go of the shame around your own pain and pleasure. It's about releasing responsibility that you're the source of another's pain and pleasure, right? It's like just because he didn't like that, that ain't got nothing to do with me, girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, don't take it personally. The energy isn't resonant or, you know, he's not down with being sniffed. <laughs> but I'm glad he was. It was really enjoyable. 
Okay, so any questions? Yep. It's, it's that the minute someone goes like this, and I'm going to give you hand signals. I might as well give them to you now. This means stop. This means more, which you don't have to be a yes to. And this means less, right? So if someone does this, you say thank you for honouring yourself. The other person says thank you for honouring yourself. And that in itself is extremely healing because we have all this obligation, oh, I better do what they want me to do, right? But maybe what's vibing in you isn't, isn't resonant with that energy. So any time you make love, if, if something, don't tolerate when you're making love. You know, stop, slow down, speed it up. Like if someone's like spiritual dudes who are like, I just want to connect with your heart first for one hour while I look into your eyes. Someone actually said that to me at a tantra workshop. I was like, not interested. <laughs> I just said, I'm into guys who just fucking claim me. And he's like, oh, well, I can do that. I'm like, too late. <laughs> too late, pal. So I could have been all worried about what he would think, right? Don't, don't just go along. You know, this, this weekend is about being lions, not sheeps. You, you don't have to follow, you know, and when we're younger, often the message we get is when we don't want to do something, we have to do it anyway. And so I, I had this auntie who was very, very large and who had lots of interesting smells. And she was a wog. So every time she saw me, she'd be like, oh, and then she would hug me and my head would be in her pit. <laughs> so one time, I'm like, no, I don't want to hug you. And my mum squeezed my hand really tight. And she was like, hug her, you little bitch. So I'm like, and hugging her and then the next thing happened and then the next thing happened and then of course when the abuse happened and the hand was over my mouth and I couldn't express anything I learned that I learned to tolerate and then even like five years into Tantra I would still go into freeze when someone would move towards me and I wouldn't want that and you know sometimes that's part of the journey so today if someone's touching you and you're not liking the touch and you're going to freeze, breathe, your, breathe yourself back into your body. By the time you do that, they may have stopped and just move their hand away, right? And then hopefully the other person will say, thank you for honouring yourself. And if you go into freeze and then you, you let it go on for way too longer, don't beat up on yourself because sometimes what the nervous system has to feel is the damage of tolerating before your healthy masculine finally goes, and puts his sword down and says, hey, I'm not tolerating anything. Unless this feels like love, it's not permitted in my temple, right? And, and actually, since I got that sword and it took me a while, no one does. No one will fucking dare come near me with anything that's not love. And, and so part of the journey of connection is is finding your boundaries, respecting yourself, but understanding the difference between boundaries and self-protection. Because the ego is very clever and it will come up with all sorts of reasons why it's not safe for you to open to the aliveness that's within you. It will say, they can't hold it, the room can't hold it. It will say, what if I fall apart and don't come back? 
it will say, you know, this person isn't strong enough to hold me, right? But really, it's just because you don't trust yourself to fully vibrate, right? And, and then, and what happens in that? What happens when we give ourselves a voice to say no? When we give ourselves a voice that says yes, and we can fully allow our pleasure and our pain, our yes and our no, in a dance between two authentic beings who are honouring themselves. So can everybody do me the favour of if someone moves your hand away or says stop or slow down or speed it up, that you're not going to take that personally. Can we agree to that? Okay, so for all the caretakers out, of there, out there, don't worry, they're okay. We're all adults here. Yeah? And so closing your eyes down and just and feeling the power of your sword. You only need... You only need to feel this through your own centre to create safety for yourself. And you can spiral and swirl around this sword. It's that non-dual space in the body of the Sushumna Nadi, of your central channel. It's just this space of this. It's like, everyone open your eyes for a minute. So this might go over some people's heads, but whoever can receive this, you can receive it. So. Who's seen the caduceus, the medical symbol? And there's a rod in the centre and then two serpents. So these two serpents are Ida and Pingala, yeah? And Pingala is the sun, is the masculine. And that's, that's, our, that's our presence, that's our directionality, that's our action, that's our stillness. It's, it's the divine and embodied masculine dancing through your body. Every spiritual concept can be embodied. Right? That's what embodied awakening is. And then Ida, the feminine, she's like spiraling with flow and play and lots of expression. And usually we're, we're polarised in one or the other. But when we're in the centre, this is actually where inner union is, where the two serpents have come to the pineal gland, opened into non-duality through, through that central channel. And all of your chakras are open. And so there's no more self-protection. You're just, you are openness. There's no more trying. There's no more thinking your way into or out of anything. You're just moving with the aliveness and, and trusting that central channel that in this movement of aliveness, whatever's not resonating, okay, stop. Or you move a hand away. Now what I find is that actually people want to know what your boundaries are. It's safer to play. When, when you don't know your boundaries, then you're with someone. And if I, didn't, if I couldn't trust that Sai could hold boundaries, then it would be much harder for me to play. So if we were playing for an hour, I'm sure that I would feel spaces where he went like that. And then I'm like, okay, I know that one. Now I can play even deeper. And then maybe he tells me to slow down or, or quicken it up. Oh, okay, I know he really likes that. I know he doesn't like that so much. So we're communicating through the body what, what the body enjoys, what it doesn't enjoy, and then we find our dance in that. And sometimes if someone doesn't enjoy something that you really enjoy, it's like the dance is over because that one is like really important for you. My first marriage, my husband was really into BDSM and I'm just not. 
And our relationship was pretty much perfect. We were together 10 years. I think we had two arguments a year, if that. When I went into the tantra world and there was arguments all the time, I'm like, my, what the fuck is this? And he was, he was in another relationship and going, what the fuck? And we were both like, Jesus. And then we worked out that because we weren't real, there wasn't a lot of fire in the bedroom, but there was so much everywhere else, there also wasn't a lot of fire in, the, in conflict or conversation. And really where we got to of breaking up was that, and why he said you can't help who you fall in love with, is because my sexual energy was much more resonant with mysticism and shamanism. And his sexual energy was much more resonant with BDSM. So he found someone who was really into BDSM and I found a shaman. And we're both like, oh, fuck, this is epic. And he'd share with me his crazy BDSM stuff. I'd share with him all the galaxies I would go to. He'd be like, babe, you're a tripper. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so hardcore. And, 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 and we just went, imagine if we knew this then. You know, it's like, and, and so you're not going to be resonant with everyone, but find out. So many of us feel so incomplete within ourselves that we're just willing to be with anyone who makes us feel more alive than when we're walking down the street because we don't know how to feel alive when we're walking down the street. We don't know how to, how to feel all of the elements and see the beauty and magnificence that surround us. And that's why so much of this work is not about the bedroom, you know. Orgasmicness happens, it starts outside of the bedroom. And anyone who's locked in an office, who's locked in their mind, who's locked in agenda and achievement and what can I do and what can I get and, you know, just that turmoil of really the mainstream conditioning that's completely future-based and projects everything from their past. It's like, okay, this is my past, I'm a victim to it and it's showing up again. This is the future that I want and I'm going to strive there but the past keeps pulling me back so that I can't move forward so I'm going to move forward even stronger. And that's why we have so much anxiety. That's why we have so much stress. That's why we have people who can't sleep at night. Because they're just pushing against themselves all the time. And there's that inner conflict. And it's hard to retrain ourselves into aliveness, into our naturalness. And if you try to retrain yourself just in the bedroom, you're going to be dependent upon sex for your aliveness. Right? And you're going to outsource your pleasure, and then you're going to outsource space holding and presence. So can you hold that for yourself? And what's really important in that is that you have a practice every day of finding zero, of finding the still point, of, of finding who am I without my story? Who am I in the silence? Who am I in the stillness? And, and come to know that because without the capacity for stillness, Tantric lovemaking is impossible. It's impossible. You can try to train your partner or train yourself to have tantric sex, but unless that being knows presence and the gift of stillness to their soul, they're not going to be able to bring that stillness into the bedroom. And underlying every movement in tantra and every dance in, in tantra is this ever-pervasive stillness that's tapping into something that's greater than attachment. Because actually, I don't need to attach to him for my pleasure. 
I don't need to attach to him for my presence. So I can just meet him and see him and just go, wow, who's this? And who am I when I meet this? It's pretty good. <laughs> so, any questions? Okay, so find your partner, find a space in the room and take all the projections off that being and come into the centre of your own soul. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com. See you next time.